0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Night here in sunny Florida, and this is off the chain. I am your host, Yvonne Mason. And yes, tonight it will be raining men. Things on this show have just, I don't know, exploded for lack of a better word. It's taken on its own life form. The the guests that keep coming back when it's their night of the show, like my guest tonight, they go, oh, I can't wait. I don't know what I've done to these people, but I'm so appreciative of them. They're they're wonderful, wonderful people, and I, I am so glad that you, my audience, keep coming back to listen to find out more about them and to read their books, because they are absolutely, amazingly gifted artists. And Because of all of y'all, and y'all know that I say this is not my show, it's your show, because if I could sit here and prattle on light, nobody would care. Y'all are the ones that make this show what it is. And we, tonight, as of this moment, are 1,543 listeners away from 100,000 listeners just on the show. I have not run the numbers with all the podcasts, because I have been extremely busy with my husband this Past few days but hopefully we'll get Back on track and I can run the numbers Every day but we're pretty close to 200,000 listeners just on the show and It's it's so exciting To see where the show is going And it's not even two years old yet So with that being Said if you want to Come on the show if you have a platform If you have a song if you have a painting If you have a book if you just Want to chat Contact me at off the chain radio At yahoo.com and if you're kind of shy and you say, Well, Yvonne, I don't want to talk in front of hundred thousand listeners, you can run an ad for your product. All you have to do is either send it to me in MP three format or send me what you want me to read or record to off the chain radio at yahoo.com. I will send you an invoice for ten bucks through PayPal and I'll run it for thirty days. No matter how many shows I run in that thirty days I will run your your ad for that show. And and ladies and gentlemen we are heard on YouTube and iTunes and FM.com and TuneIn Radio and SoundCloud and MixCloud and Spreaker, Podcast.com, Podcast Garden, and we are now heard on iHeartRadio under Podcast, under Southern Chats with Yvonne Mason. That is the most amazing thing that has happened with. besides all of you all listening is we are heard on iHeartRadio. That is the hardest place to get on, and we are there now. I am just so excited that the guests that come on your show have yet another venue. We're we're on podcasts. I don't even put this show up on. I mean, this thing is heard everywhere. So if you want more exposure for a minimal amount of money, because I don't want to get rich. I just want to help you guys get exposure. Contact me at Fop the Chain Radio, and we'll take it from there. Now, with that being said, I want to welcome back an author that I had on the show before, and she's back again. And I hope we don't wait as long next time to bring her back because I absolutely adore her, author Miranda Lynn. She is a time travel and paranormal romance author. Her Destiny series will take you on a roller coaster ride through time with sexy highlanders and sassy female heroines. If shifters are your kryptonite. Then you have to check out your, her Black Mountain Pack series, which uh, Miranda doesn't do anything half-ass. She decides to throw a twist on the traditional shifter lore. It, you know, as, as indie authors, we do strange things with our characters because they demand it. She is a mother to two teenage boys who are sure they know it all. They'll find out they don't. Plus, she has a 75-pound lap dog and a 15-pound foot warmer. Miranda's very grateful that her husband doesn't mind the extra voices that dance around in her head And I can can relate to that because I'll go out and talk to my husband and say You know, the voices are talking again and he just crosses his eyes and shakes his head I'm sure Miranda's husband does as well She was an only child who grew up on a dairy farm in Illinois, which left her plenty of time to make up stories in her head for entertainment. Currently, she resides in Tennessee, where she wonders if Mother Nature will ever stop with the hormonal mood swings. Miranda fuels herself with coffee, chocolate, and wine. So let's welcome her. Welcome, Miranda. Thank you for spending an hour with me, and I hope you
2: enjoyed the song <laughs> i loved the song choice thanks for having me i was sitting here singing along well okay, now i the words along with it <laughs>
1: <laughs> i told you you would appreciate that song
2: <laughs> absolutely i'm chair dancing away i'm like okay yeah that's i'm raining men all down on you <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how have you been
2: uh, super busy, and I can't believe it's already the end of February. Um, I, I've been fabulous uh, in weather here in Tennessee. It's just like you had said, Mother Nature's having her mood swings again. Um, <laughs> hot, cold, rain, 80 degrees, and windows open today. So,
1: yeah, and wait till the tornadoes start running across the mountain tops.
2: Yeah, that's okay. We're in a valley, so we don't have them hit us very often. I'm knocking on wood because I don't need it to happen this year.
1: <laughs> Certainly not. So maybe you won't. But you know, when the when the, the the air masses have those hormonal bouts that they have, and and the height collides with the cold, and then the rain decides it wants to join in, it becomes a menage a trois of wind.
2: Exactly. There's and then a story you just find there. a closet and hide.
1: Yes, but there, there's your story. <laughs> I'll add it to my the, list. The menage a trois of Mother Nature. That actually is a really good idea. Take it and run with it. I do that quite often. I give, like, Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I give my guests storylines, and before you know it, they've written an entire book about it. Take it and run with it. <laughs> the menage 12 mother. Wouldn't that be so cool for you to write that?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. My head, my brain's whirling away on it. We need to squirrel back to the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we could flesh out a few characters. of Oh, what you could do with that. Oh, Lord, yes, ladies and gentlemen we, That's why we call it off the chain here Because you never know what's going to happen So she has a new story mm-hmm. idea Along with the 15,000 others that she has <laughs> But that one Yeah, be Father is
2: going to be in that one mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. see, it could be a novella And, and what okay. fun you could have Menage a 12, Mother Nature I love it Oh my
2: gosh, I love it too
1: <laughs> So take it and run with it Now, Miranda used to be a librarian. She's not a librarian anymore. She now is a substitute teacher of high school kids. And we were talking before the show about she's really a glorified babysitter. But being a glorified babysitter does have its perks. Yes. Tell the audience what what you're going to get from being a glorified babysitter.
2: Well, there's enjoyment, but it's it's fun to go in. This is how I start my day. I take my role. Most kids have seen me now, so they know who I am, and they get excited when they walk in the room. And I'll go by what the teacher has. You know, this is your assignment. Um, And I do follow their instructions. If it is something that has to be done, then it has to be done. A lot of times you'll have just busy work for them to, to do while they're gone. So this is how I address them. You know, here's your work. Um, It's your grade. It's no skin off my nose if you do it or not. Just be respectful of the class. Be respectful of me and don't cause any trouble. So that usually gets kids calm and, and, you know, their their guard down. And before you know it, they're out there talking about the gossip, what's going on, and I'm just sitting in the back going, I'm taking notes for a future book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and I will randomly tell somebody that's going in a book. And when they find out I actually write, they get super excited. So I have to be careful because I do have adult books, so I tell them you can't you can't read them till you're 18. Even though most of the high school girls that I know have read all of Fifty Shades, so my stuff would be you know kitty books to them. Hey, but
1: yeah, exactly.
2: Um, that is it's
1: it's funny. Just
2: hilarious. Some of the some of the things that'll come out their mouth or the way they treat each other, just in jest. But still, I'm like, I would have never said those words to my friends.
1: Exactly. Then I mean, when they call each other biatch and all the mm-hmm. other words, they, uh, yeah, that used to be a dirty word. When when I was younger, you know, you call somebody a bitch, it, it was meant as an insult.
2: But yeah, that was a fighting word.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now, let yeah. me run these couple of ads right quick, and then I want you to tell okay. the audience about the young man who um, – You told her to write a book. So hold on, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back.
0: Sometimes
1: you see something which changes the course of your life forever. For Sam Holden, that something was the body of an abused dog on the side of the road, dumped there like garbage, without a name. Follow Sam as she becomes a vigilante for abused animals, always hunting for the monster who started it all. No matter where her cause leads her, She never forgets the faceless man who ignited her rage. When the two finally come together, who will survive? Doggone is the first in Diane Moat's thriller series, which reviewers are calling action-packed and suspenseful and hard to put down. Doggone can be found on Amazon Kindle. For all Diane Moat's other novels, check out her author page at dianemoteauthor.com. Inside Your Life with Cece is a motivational, passionate conversation. Cece interviews people who are living their true purpose, whether it be a professional boxer, an author, or a history enthusiast. She strives to give you hope for a brighter day with her inspirational words. Download, subscribe, and listen as CC guides you to pursue your dreams and for you to live your best life. This fantastic show is available on podcast.com, iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere.
0: Podcasts are available. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? (coughs) Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure, available online and in bookstores. Or visit quinnwildlifeart.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree it's a hoot. <coughs>
1: And we are back. This is Off the Chain with your host, Yvonne Mason, and my guest, awesome Miranda Lynn. And Miranda is a substitute teacher at one of the high schools where she lives in, in Tennessee. And we were discussing her students and how funny they are. And one of her students said something to her one day, and Miranda's response was classic. So, Miranda, tell us what happened that day.
2: Um. I was substituting for an English class, and it was the third day they'd had a substitute. They were bored with the, the worksheet, so I was walking around talking to, to some of the kids, and one of, one of the gentlemen looked at me, and he, after he found out I was an author, we were talking about writing, he goes, what would you think if the life we're living now is actually a dream, and when we die, we wake up? And I looked at him, and I said, you have a story there. And he kept going on, you know, and what if, what if you continued to dream until you got your life right, you know. And I, I looked at him. I said, okay, so when you get it right, what happens? And he's like, you know, I don't know. I said, write it down. It'll come to you. He's like, you know, I could. I'm like, you could have a best, the next bestseller. That could be a movie. I could see that being a movie. And so it just a kid that normally wouldn't be encouraged you know, it's just, you, you've got class, you've got high school, it's, there's over 1500 kids in this high school, you know, just seeing that spark in his eye, and, and having somebody go, you know, that's a good idea, you know, validating that it's not just some stupid, you know, thing that he was thinking of, just, it made my day, you know, when he actually started talking to his friend there about, you know, what could happen, and um, it just, because anybody can write, if you have a story, you can write, and I want them to know that, just because they're teenagers doesn't mean they can't write a book um if you have a good story that's what's going to sell you so it was it it was a very good day
1: would it be fair miranda to say that had you not been there that particular day and had that particular conversation not taken place it would have been an opportunity missed for
2: a future author i think so i think so um You know, he was one that talked a lot in class and I could see that he probably would have been one that would have just been shushed, you know. um, As I said, I I consider myself kind of a glorified babysitter. I do, but I do care for the kids, you know. I I want to talk to them and listen to them and, you know, sometimes kids are, yeah, you do need to be quiet because that's not appropriate, it's not part of class, but when they actually have an idea... And they want to talk um, when it's appropriate. That's what I like because, yeah, that he may be a future author, and maybe one word from me may have helped spark that interest to take it further.
1: And it, it could have been that that this child talked, not to be disruptive, but because. As you and I both know, when the voices in our heads start talking to us, we have to do something with that. And and children that don't understand that they may hear voices in their head carrying on conversations, and it doesn't mean that they have a disability. It means that the creative juices are flowing and they need to get pen and paper and start writing like mad.
2: Exactly, yeah. It's it's one of those, rather than tamping it down and, and trying to make him focus, I knew it would be better to talk to him and get it out, because he did. He finished his work that day, but he sat there. He didn't write in front of me, but he did talk it out with, with his friend next to him, and so I just hope that he did take the initiative and go home and write it or start writing it. Um, that gives
1: me two balls. I don't. I love it yeah, um, because it it I, with with the history that I had it, it was tamped down it was completely taken away from me so to have an adult feel like that what this young man is offering the future is worthwhile is is worth its weight in gold
2: I I had two teachers that told me I could do whatever I want. And I had one class in high school. It was a creative writing class. It was the first time that it was um, offered. And the teacher was young. She was fresh out of college. So she was that to me. You know, she helped guide me. She helped me learn how to put words to paper. And because of both, and they were both English teachers, because both of my English teachers, I write now. If I hadn't learned that back then, if I hadn't been able to express my love of stories and and made-up worlds, I don't know that I would have gotten to where I am now.
1: So, ladies and gentlemen, remember, mentorship comes in the most unlikely places and from the most unlikely people. So when a young person comes to you and says, I have this great idea, please encourage them. Don't say, oh, that's silly – or it'll never fly, or you're not good enough, you're not smart enough. Don't do that to them because that's your future that you're talking to. And I don't know about you, Miranda, but I want to see what my future is going to bring.
2: Exactly. I'm the same way. I may be a little harsher on my own kids because they come to me with an idea, and I take it a little further. Well, how are you going to do that? You know, what are you going to do with it? What's it going to take you? You know, because I want them to look at the whole picture, and I want them to figure out how to make it work. And, you know, sometimes they get frustrated, which, you know, not every idea is going to be fruitful, but you need to take it as far as you can.
0: And
1: it doesn't mean you failed at it. You succeeded at it because you took it as far as you could take it. And that experience sends you someplace else.
2: Yes, it's called, I call it falling forward. You're failing forward. Every time you fail, you learn something to take with you into your next endeavor.
1: I love it, falling forward. I do like that very much. So (laughs) kudos to you, my dear, because that brings me to, see how we just wrap right around something else, getting past the fear (laughs) of failing, which is on one of your, deep dives that I did, and I wanted to talk about that for a minute, but let's pay a few bills, and we'll come back to that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, and we will be right back on Getting Past the Fear of Failing.
0: And Winona, the lovable narcissist from the the Woman's Cave Cave Podcast, Podcast, inviting you to join us in person or streaming. At the Inspirational Women and Literature Conference on March seventeenth, get tickets to the conference, buy our books, or watch the TV show Just Right in Life at andweathor.com or thewomen'scave.com. So peace and love from Wilnona and Jade.
3: Former Boston PD captain Stanford Carter and his wife, forensic scientist Jill Seacrest, have decided to move to the Big Apple to accept positions with the New York branch of the FBI. Rookie agent Shania Deeprose completes the trinity as they collide head-on with raging and rampant social, political, and economic unrest amid a string of murders that seem unrelated and may be serial, copycat, thrill, or hate-driven. As they struggle to understand the mind and thought process of the orchestrators, killers, and victims, the team begins to wonder Who's who? The line between black and white, superior and subordinate, right and wrong, and good and evil disappears as they are forced to reevaluate their own thoughts, feelings, and philosophies. Ultimately, every character must come to their own conclusions to these questions. Is justice ever more important than the law? Is playing God justifiable if it's for the greater good of all? Come along for the ride to see if Agent Carter will decide to stick to. Being a hunter or become judge, jury, and executioner instead? Find the answers to these questions when you read the new book, The Killing Collective. The Killing Collective is a character-driven story with big characters with depth. They're soul-searching in addition to the biggest case of the agent's careers. The Killing Collective, available on Amazon in both Kindle and Paperback editions. Order your copy today
1: you are back. This is Off the Chain with your host, Yvonne Mason, and my guest, the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful author, Miranda Lynn. And we are discussing getting over the fear of failing. Miranda, how did you do that? Because at some point in all of our lives, we have that fear, which is false evidence that appears real, of failing. And we only fail if we don't try. So how did you get past that?
2: Um, Well, I didn't do it myself. Um, I have a wonderful group of friends and authors who are friends. um, A local author here, uh, who's wonderful, Terry Maggart, came to the writers group that I had when I worked at the library. And we got to talking and told him I'd written a book. He had just published a book. And he's I had been holding on to it for almost a year. It was done. It just needed edited, but I was too scared to press that button. And he just looked at me, and he goes, stop worrying, get it edited, and put it out there. Um, So I did. I'm like, okay, here we go, you know, because I had support. But – the thing is you also have to understand no matter what you're doing, you are going to have people who love what you do and you are going to have people who don't like it. You know, my books are not for everybody. Um, Somebody's painting may not be what I like, but my best friend may love it. My best friend and I have a lot of different likes. I don't care for the music she listens to. She doesn't always care for the music I listen to. Um, So instead of trying to compare yourself to anybody or just fearing that it's not going to happen, put it out there because somebody's going to like it, you know. And it doesn't matter how many people don't. For me, as long as I have one person who wants to read my book, I'm a success. Um, And each, each book I write is better than the last. I can see myself getting better. And so in any aspect, the next one you do is going to be better than the one before. So you just have to keep plugging through it.
1: And and you made a very valid statement when you said that not everything is for everybody, which makes us all unique. And when, when as writers, we get a bad review, we sometimes take it personal. And it's not personal. Even though the reviewer sometimes tries to make it personal, It it really isn't personal. It's A, they either didn't care for it, or B, they didn't understand it, or see, maybe they're jealous for whatever reason. But we have to just say, okay, fine, it wasn't for you. Get, deal with it and move on. Because for every bad review, there's more out there that are more favorable. And thank God for it. Some of the some of the the authors my husband reads, I don't read. I don't like them. I get bored with them. But it doesn't mean they're bad authors. It just means it's not my cup of tea. I don't read a writer. Exactly. that's not my cup of tea. But it doesn't mean it's not good writing. Right. And and when people, my mother taught me something very, very smart. She said, Yvonne, read with an open mind. I think about
2: that. Yeah, yeah I do too. I've read more books this last year that I don't think I would have ever picked up if it hadn't been suggested by another reader or if it wasn't somebody I met at an event, you know, and I got to know them. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to give it a try. And, you know, I found some great books and I found some others that weren't my cup of tea, but they were written wonderfully. So, and I didn't give bad reviews. I, I never do. If, if I can't give, you know, a three star or above, I'm not going to post, but that's my personal opinion. Um, but I will, I, I have plenty of author friends, I'll message them and go, hey, you know, it was wonderfully written, wasn't my cup of tea, but I wish mm-hmm. you the best of luck. And I do suggest it to friends that I know that read that or that would like it. So I don't put somebody down just because I didn't like it.
1: And and therein, therein is a good reviewer because there is a difference in, well, I just didn't like the book, so the book was horrible. That's not a review. No. A, a review is being objective. Okay, did the yes. did the story flow? Was there a plot line? Did it, even though it's not your cup of tea, did it, did the character speak to you and pull you into the story, even though you were, not you personally, but even though one resists and says, it's not my cup of tea, but I have to turn this page. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, before I wrote, I actually had a review blog for three years, um, so I I've kind of perfected the way I review things. It's how I would want somebody to review my work. You know, okay, right. so you I I write fast-paced. Um I have a lot of dialogue and because I that's how my characters speak to me. So I've had to learn to develop more in-depth scenes and more in-depth um emotion in my characters. So if somebody gave me a one-star or two-star review, but they were honest about the fact that it went too fast and they wanted more information or they wanted deeper content, I can take that. Okay, I understand that. Um, You know, but if I just get a one-star saying this sucks because, you know, there wasn't enough sex or, you know, (laughs) I don't don't get a person shifting into a fox. Okay, well, it's a shifter series, so... (laughs)
1: Yeah, really. Read the Open description. It's the Shifter <laughs> series. And speaking of your fox, now, now, ladies and gentlemen, we as authors are unique creatures because no matter where we go or what we do, we see a story in just about everything and everybody. That's just the way we roll. And if you, you don't get it, it's okay. You'll read it about it in a book.
0: Yes. The name.
1: Of your character, your main character in this book you just released, which, ladies and gentlemen, is called, it's a black, I can't talk, The Black (laughs) Mountain Pack. It's a whole Mm -hmm. series of shifters. And the one she just released in January is named Sterling. Please tell our listeners where you came up with the name and why. (laughs)
2: Well, Sterling was a waiter at Cracker Barrel. Um, my husband and my kids and I drove to um, Lebanon, Tennessee. Um, they have an outlet mall up there, and I have to buy my kids new shoes every, like, three months, so we go to the outlet store. And I wanted Cracker Barrel. I wanted biscuits and um, butter. That's all I wanted. So when we got there, our waiter was a young um, I guess he might have been six two, six three, thin, but his name tag said Sterling. And it just struck me as the most unique name. He was funny. He was hilarious. And I even told him, I said, I'm taking your name for a book. And he's like, okay. And it just fits because the character Sterling shifts into a silver fox. Um, he's also... One of the older characters in my book, he's in his mid-40s, mid to late 40s, and so he's got a little gray going on himself, um, sterling silver. So everything just melded together. And for two of my books, I've actually taken names of either a waiter or somebody that I met somewhere when I was out with my kids. You know, name tags are a big thing. And when I see a name that's unique, it sticks. So I usually write it down or now I put it in my phone like, somebody will be named that. Um, so that's where Sterling came from.
1: So let since we're talking about Sterling, let's talk about the Black Mountain Pack series. That was not the first book in the series, was it?
2: No. Uh, Sterling is book three. Um, the series, all of the books can be read independently. Um, I've created it so you can pick any of them up. But you'll get to meet all the characters. Mac was my first one. Um, and it came out a year and a half ago. <clears throat> he is a Panther. A Rook came out last April. And Rook, again, is a name from another teenage worker at a, at a, an event that had a, a name tag. Um, and I just thought it was unique that his parents named him Rook. Um, he was named for the chess piece. But um, I used it. And Rook is my tiger. And then Sterling is my silver fox. Um, and the series the pack is not your normal pack because it's made up of different species Um, and that came to light because when my shifters came out to humans they weren't welcome they were actually hunted almost to extinction so each um, creature each shifter had to make a decision you either banded together and learn to live with one another with all the different instincts that happen when a group are together, or you went out on your own, you were rogue. Um, So in my pack, you will find the alpha is a wolf. We've got tigers. We've got lynx, We've got um, panthers. Sterling's a fox. And in Sterling, I've I've introduced four new ones. We've got um, a golden eagle, who is rare. We have a bear that's come in. Um, We've got a dragon. It's just, we've got a lion and a lioness in there. I mean, they all have to work together, sort of like we have to work together as humans. You know, we're all different creatures. We're all different backgrounds, but we have to learn to to live together in, you know, one earth. Uh So that's the background of my series.
1: Where did you get the name the Black Mountain Pack? Was it because you live in Tennessee or was it somewhere else you had visited?
2: Um, it actually just kind of came to me. There's, there's really no explanation to the Black Mountain Pack. Um, it flowed well when I said it. And I honestly, and I'm usually a really smart person, but I'll be honest, when my husband looked at me and he goes, you know the Black Mountains are in North Carolina, I was like, really? I, I didn't know that was actually Black Mountains, So, I just think, it's sort of like the, the characters named it. It just, they said, we are the Black Mountain Pack. I'm like, okay, write that okay. down. It's, and this is what we do,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Just like at the beginning of the show, if you're just now tuning in, at the beginning of the show, Miranda and I were talking about the the hormonal Menopause of Mother Nature in, in the part of the country that she lives in now, which is part of where I'm from. I'm from Georgia. She lives in Tennessee, but we have the same weather in the springtime. You have hot, you have cold, you have wind, you have rain. And when you mix all that together, you have tornadoes because Mother Nature has a really wicked sense of humor when she gets hormonal. So yes. I told Miranda that she needed to write a book called The Menage à Trois of Mother Nature. <laughs> I still like that title. I can't I wait to. to see what you, I cannot wait to see what you do with that. That will be so much fun. It
2: will now, be. I, you, I'll be honest. I've got my notebook, and as we talk, I'm still writing as things pop up.
1: Oh my! See, this is what we do, ladies and gentlemen. This is why. This is why my guests come back because not only are we entertaining, and y'all learn things. But they get all these glorious ideas for books and music and paintings, and then they go and they do these great, wonderful things, and it makes me very happy. Now, you have another series out, correct, or am I? did I have a brain fart and not know that?
2: No, I do. Um, I have a time travel fantasy, um, and it's actually – the third book will be the last book, so it'll be a trilogy, um, and it's the Destiny trilogy. Um, and it starts current day. It goes back and forth between current day and 17th century Scotland. So the first two books are out: uh, Destiny Finds Her and Blair's Destiny. And I'm about 15,000 words into the third book, which will be released in July. Um, and it's it's a mashup of some of my favorite genres so it's got some magic in there it's got um, the land of fae and a fae king who's evil and they have to defeat him and um, the, lots of little things that happen along the way as they develop who they are and who they're going to align with and how they're going to defeat evil
1: now I write in different genres simply because the, the voices in my head they get bored with each other and they go out and they bring others in I I don't know why Why, what made you go to, from time travel to paranormal, which is what the Black Mountain series are, what made you write between those two genres?
2: Um, Well, I'll be honest, the the time travel started out sort of a historical until I realized I needed a lot of research, um, and I don't like research, so... um, (laughs) My, my friend here in town, who's an author, is also a history professor, so I picked his brain for all the information I needed to make the time period right without actually having to do who was king, who was queen, what fights were going on. You know, so it's a very open world. Um, but, but switching to paranormal really wasn't a big jump for me because I read paranormal. Um, I've read it for years um, uh, J.D. Robb got me started on it Karen Marie Moaning is one and, and they're paranormal but they're urban fantasy as well um, and then Christine Feehan is probably where I started devouring the shifters and so I read all of those and decided I wanted to do my own twist I, I'm like I can do that I can write that but I can write it differently and so it just came and it it is steamrolling my brain. I can't keep up with half of the characters. <laughs> and <laughs> like we talked that. before the show, um I have three books out now and I've got at least eight more planned. Um and possibly more. It depends on what other characters decide to jump in as, as the books go on.
1: Well, do you know at some point you that and you know that that a rook is also a form of a blackbird, right? So you, yeah. you've got you've got to include either a blackbird, a raven, or a rook in one of your series because if you go back and research those birds, they are extremely intelligent and they don't forget things.
2: I actually have a raven in my destiny series.
1: See, there you go. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, and you know um, Poe is,
1: po is my favorite author, and and the Raven is my favorite all time point. So.
2: Me too. You have to, me too.
1: Me. Oh my! See, yeah. see, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we find out about each other because the more we I interview my guests, the the more little as I say,
2: Easter eggs pop up.
1: And <laughs> you know why he wrote the Raven, don't you?
2: Now that I don't no.
1: Okay, his wife, who was his second cousin, was dying. And he wrote The Raven asking, how am I going to grieve? Because he wanted to know how he already felt so alone and and lost because he loved her so much. So he wrote this poem wondering how he was going to grieve when she died. Oh. Well, then when she did die and he wrote Annabelle Lee, the, the, the grief was nothing like he thought it was going to be. hmm so Annabelle lee is a, is is after she died and he is grieving versus how he thought he was going to feel before she died wow yeah the things we learn
2: wow yeah and i love that cuz i if i don't learn something new every day then something's wrong
1: exactly now when before the show we were talking about you're doing a You're making notes in the back of the class because you have this YA novel dancing around in your head.
0: Yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen,
1: we we take our tidbits from real
2: people. (laughs) It's something, and I don't have a plan as to when it will be out. It's just one of those I have a notebook that I write little phrases that I hear, or I'll write a paragraph about, you know, how somebody treated somebody else. Or maybe how we have such an eclectic group of kids in my school. Um, My son's actually a freshman there. So, and I'm thankful and blessed that he likes the fact that I subbed there. But we have so many different characters in our school. And, you know, I just jot that down too because we have some very – strong, independent people who are who they are. They dress the way they want no matter what anybody thinks, you know, and then you have the groups that are all, you know, the popular, or they've got to have the designer clothes, and then you've got those that don't care whether they've showered in two weeks, um, and they could be wearing the same pajamas they wore, you know, four days ago. It's just such a variety, and how they interact and mingle together um, has really been part of what has, got me started brewing that story because it's been a long time since I've been in high school. So I didn't feel like I was qualified to write a YA novel for the current generation. But now that I've I've been subbing for about a year and I've got a notebook of observations, I'm starting to, to play and, and turn those into a story. And it's rather interesting.
1: Your kids are going to love you. Because they're, no, going they're pick not. Them, yeah, they are, because they're gonna pick themselves out of the characters, and they're gonna say, "Yeah, she's talking about me, I'm in one of her. yes, they are, trust me, mm-hmm. you have just paid them the best compliment in the world they are they are in a book for perpetuity, and they can say, yeah, "Yes, she wrote this about me. See, I'm right here in this book. The
0: names have been changed,
2: <laughs> but that's me, <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. Um when I can get so, the time to actually put everything together.
1: Yeah, when when the other voices stop screaming in your head.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Well all right, so you're gonna the you're doing the tril- the end of the trilogy for the for the time travel. Which I've mm-hmm. got to read because it, it just sounds absolutely amazing and when I get back to my trilogy, which is also set in Scotland in eighteen eighty eight, I will be, um picking your brain because it has shifters in it and it has fairies in it and it has witches in it and it has um Scotland in eighteen eighty eight in it. So and it has vampires in it. So yeah, I'll be picking your brain.
2: Awesome. I'm so, here anytime. So
1: beware. <laughs> but, but when when you finish the trilogy of your, your time travel and your, your Destiny mm-hmm. series Mm-hmm. I know that you're not just going to work on the Black Mountain series because you've got the YA y- book, which will probably turn into a series. Because you are not one that can just do one book about
2: your characters. No, no.
1: it's it's just not, not. in you, Miranda. Just it's not. I tried.
2: <laughs> I tried. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen.
1: You'll probably make one out of the y a series, but what else is on your burner besides the Menage twelve Mother Nature <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> people are going, "What the hell are they talking about if you if you came in on the tail end of the show, go back and listen to it in Archives, and you'll figure it out what What else are you gonna be working on?
2: Um, I've got so many irons out there that are just kind of. Slow burning. Um, I actually have three characters that woke me up from my sleep three weeks ago, and it's two brothers and a sister they, and they live on a farm, which I grew up on a dairy farm and actually had a tarot reading this year, and one of the things that came through was that I was going to write something that had to do with knowledge I already had. Um, which to me was like, okay, I know farming, ranching, that kind of a thing. So, yeah, I've got a, a, a smart-ass sister and two jackass brothers that woke me up at 3 a.m. one morning and introduced themselves and have now basically grabbed a keg and are sitting in the back of my brain because I don't have time to write the story now. So I don't know if that's going to be a contemporary romance Um but with three characters, there's probably going to be three books, at least. So, when you said another
1: series. When, when you said they're sitting on the keg in the back of your brain, I immediately got a visual. And the visual is, you have the sister in the middle and the two brothers, right? And the sister yes. is sitting there, and she's chewing on a straw and she's going, Hey, yeah, you. Hey, you, yeah. Remember us? And the two brothers are going, Hey, yeah, woman. It's our turn yeah. now. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, and they're, you know, they're dressed in their farm clothes, and, and, and they're not going to let you wait. I guarantee you, they are going to yeah. keep nagging you and knocking on yeah. the door
2: of your brain <laughs> until you write it back Yeah, she is, anyway. Yeah. The boys are just fine doing their ranching thing. She's she's the one of the three that's been off to college, and she's back now thinking she knows all that, and she is all that, in a bag of chips, and... So she doesn't have any patience for me.
1: So, yeah, you might as well just give her a name and and, and start fleshing oh, her names. out. Yeah. Oh, they already gave yeah. you their names. Okay. Yeah. And
2: she, she hates hers. She hates hers. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, I have River, Stone, Rocky, Stone, and the Sister is Precious. That's her nickname. Her actual name is Guinevere. They call her Gwen, but the brothers nicknamed her Precious Stone because she was the baby of the family.
1: And uh, she hates it.
2: So she absolutely <laughs> hates it. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see this one.
2: <laughs> so it'll be probably some comedy too. Um, I try to throw in a little bit where I can.
1: So you you have two teenage boys. Yeah. What do they think about their mother as an author?
2: Oh, they think it's cool. Cool as will get out. Um, it, my my oldest, three, two years ago, three years ago, gosh, I remember when I I published. Two, three years ago. <laughs> It'll be three years in August. Um, he was telling everybody, my mom's an author, you need to get her book. My mom's an author, you need to get her book. And now, I mean, he still talks to his friends about it, but I told him he has to kind of tone it down because I can't suggest my books to high schoolers, to teenagers, just because there is sex in them, and it's not closed-door sex. So, you know, I don't really care that they go out and read that stuff, but as a mom, I don't recommend it. Um, But they absolutely love it. Yeah, and it's actually gotten my oldest has just started writing on Wattpad. Um, So he does a chapter a week. Just little short things. I actually—he hasn't let me read it yet—to um, to kind of give some feedback. But I can't tell you how proud that makes me that he's fleshing out stories himself. And um, the youngest thinks it's cool, but he isn't quite as excited as is my oldest.
1: But he will be because you know the youngest oh. is probably doing his thing right now.
2: Yeah. He is. He's got his friends, he's got his music, and you know, his nose and his phone all the time. So eventually it'll it'll come and he'll be like, Oh, hey, yeah, that's my mom. <laughs> cool.
1: So you are going to be in Kentucky in April. Tell me yes, where you're going
2: to be in. Um, I'm going to be in Corbin, Kentucky at the Southeast Kentucky Author Event. Um, you can find it online, go on Facebook. Um, you can actually, if you look me up, Miranda Lynn, I'll friend you and you can find, I'll help you find the information. Um, it's on April 21st. It's a Saturday. Um, there's going to be, I believe, roughly 50 authors there. So I'm super excited to go and there's going to be a wide variety of genres. Of course, it'll probably be heavy in romance, but we've got sci-fi, we've got young A, uh, YA and, um, fantasy for sure so it's going to be a very fun day
1: and where can because i'm see the, the folks i know are just biting at the bit to go get your books but they're going to have to wait a few more minutes because number one they don't know where they are and number two they're going to miss out on some good information so where can they because our hour is almost up can you believe it
2: oh my gosh no uh,
1: Yeah, but you will come back in september right
2: yes
0: Absolutely.
1: See 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 how easy that is, ladies and gentlemen? Because I wanna see how far she's come with the menage a trois of Mother Nature. That that will be a I will running put joke. It,
2: I will put it down to have it done by September.
1: <laughs> that will be a running joke between us from now on. <laughs> Tell the folks where you can be found, where your books can be found and <coughs> how they can Get your books, especially if they want a signed copy, because everybody wants signed copies of books.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, you can find me online. My website is Um and that's just how it sounds, M-I-R-A-N-D-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Um, you can search me on Facebook. Again, Miranda Lynn. Um, I haven't maxed out my friends, so I usually accept most of the friends' requests, unless you're kind of a creepy dude, and then that's maybe. Um, I have an author page on Facebook as well. It's Author Miranda Lynn. Um, And I have a readers group. Uh, If you search Miranda's Mavens, that's where all of the tidbits are shared that the public doesn't get to know. Um, I currently have a post in there. Um, I have picked out the cover models for the next three books in the Paranormal series. But nobody but my readers group get to see that. Um, All my books are available on Amazon. If you are interested in signed copies, you can find where I'm going to be on my website, or you can contact me through Facebook. I have copies at home, and we can discuss that through messages.
1: And there you go. Let No, y'all can't go now because the show's still got another couple of minutes, and you know I have little tidbits of wisdom that I have to parcel out to y'all so that y'all can – Go into the morrow on a good note Miranda Don't hang up when the show goes dark Because you know I have, to, I have to tell you some wonderful things But I want to thank you so much For spending a very fast hour With me And I can't wait to do it in September
2: I can't either Thank you so much for having me It's always a blast when I come on with you
1: Yeah we never know where our conversations are going to go or Where we're going to wind up right? right I love it so so ladies and gentlemen, as you know, Miranda and I, we don't feel special. We are special. So that's what you do when you look in the mirror. You say, I don't feel special, but I am special because if you just feel special, you will never be special because feelings are fleeting. They come and they go. So wake up every morning and say, I am special. And the difference between who you are today and who you want to be next week is what you do today. So if you want to change who you are, then you have to change what you do. That brings me to this. If you want to achieve greatness, please stop asking permission because nobody will give it to you. In fact, they will try to hold you back. If that young man in Miranda's class had not spoken up and made the statement he made, he might not ever have achieved greatness, and he will achieve greatness because the seed has been planted and watered, so watch it grow. Your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. And how you leave others feeling after having had an experience with you, ladies and gentlemen, that is your trademark. People will forget your name. They will forget what you look like. They will forget what you're wearing, but they will never, ever, ever forget the way that you make them feel. And my prayer is this, that I make each and every one of you, both guest and listener, feel very special. Feel like you are the most important person in my life because you are. Without you, this would not be a show, and I'm very, very appreciative and very, very humbled that you all are in my. Life. You all are. The, my staff of life, so to speak, because my guests like Miranda love to come back because we have so much fun. You, the listeners, share the show. You come back and you listen to the show. You find new authors, you find new music artists, and this is what it's all about in our community. So with that, I am Yvonne Mason. I am your host here on Off the Chain. My guest tonight was author Miranda Lynn. Go and visit her website. Go to Amazon, buy her books, and friend her on Facebook, because you don't ever know what's going to happen, especially on this show. Right, Miranda?
2: That's right. (laughs)
1: So, with that being said, Rhonda and I both wish you a good evening here on Off the Chain. we will see you tomorrow night at 8 o'clock with yet a new author. All right. You know, I'm going to put the show up in archives and I'm going to tag you in it when I put it up on my page and you're going to take it and run with it. And then okay. tomorrow I'll put it up on podcast dot com and Podcast Garden and SoundCloud and Spreaker and MixCloud and I'll tag you in those posts too. And um I'll pull up the iTunes podcast and, and put it up again and I'll pull up the iHeartRadio podcast okay. and put it up and the Tune in and F tune in Radio and Fm dot com. I mean we're everywhere, Miranda. We oh are absolutely we're in over 100 countries now.
2: Oh, I love it. I'm so proud of you. Seriously. I'm proud I've of y'all. grow this.
1: No, and, and we grew it. this. We grew this. We collectively yes, we grew grow. this. Yes. yes. It's about all of us. Because without yes. y'all, I'm nothing. I am nothing. You know, there's a song <laughs> about that. I think I'll write it. <laughs> But y'all have done this, and we're not even two years old yet. I know. We won't be two years old until July the 20th.
2: That's amazing. It's awesome.
1: I'm so proud of you. It makes me
2: love this community so much more.
1: Yes. It's an amazing community. Just my heart swells every time because I started out, back in 2007 when people looked at you like you had three heads when we were called self-published then. And they, yes. they said, oh, no, you're not worthy. You're self-published. Yes. And, and we broke that ceiling all those many years ago for the rest of y'all to come and bloom and blossom. And it just, if I leave nothing else behind when I leave this earth, that's the legacy I want to leave.
2: And that's—I tell you—I'm so thankful for those like you who decided to take that road less traveled and go. I'm doing this. Screw what you think.
1: Exactly. And it's—it's it's marvelous. Every every time I do this show, and every time that I introduce a new guest, it, it, just like Terry Maggart, he was he was on the other week,
0: mm-hmm. and.
1: The, the, the hour flew by, and he said, Yvonne, I can't believe it. The hour flies by. Yeah. And it's because y'all are so informative and knowledgeable and fun, and anything goes.
2: That's what I love about it. It is. You're just having a glass of wine with your girlfriend and chatting.
1: Exactly. And, and who cares that a 100,000 people are going to listen to it? We don't care.
2: <laughs> nope. Not really.
1: <laughs> no. Because they learn so much.
2: Exactly. It's just so, fun. So
1: th- thank you again, my darling, and go and enjoy the rest of the evening with your girlfriend and tell her thank you for letting me have you for an hour. I appreciate it so so much. And I will send Absolutely. you before we hang up, let me let me run get my book right quick. I'm coming out of my right. studio so you're gonna hear a lot of background noise. But I wanna get okay. a date nailed down for you for September. Yeah. Before because we're filling up fast. I mean really fast. We're already almost filled up in August now.
2: Yeah.
1: So let me get I to see September. that Get to September. Okay. September, um I have the seventh through the end of the month. The seventh let's is on a Friday. You wanna yes, do the seventh? Let's just do okay. the
2: seventh. Yes. You're you're down. Awesome. It's in my calendar too.
1: All right, darling. Thank you so awesome. much.
2: You're welcome. I Have I, a good evening.
1: You too, my darling, and go do your Menaza of Mother Nature now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen and I'm gonna send it to you.
1: Oh, I can't wait. I cannot <laughs> wait. It'll it'll be fun. It will be.
2: Absolutely.
1: I'll tell you later, sweetheart.
2: Okay, doll. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.